Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910, 980, 1300 AM, or anywhere on that Odyssey app. You can also catch us anywhere you get your favorite podcast. Just search the Rob O'Donnell Show. 72 degrees and cloudy here in Northeast Pennsylvania, 510 in the studio. The Rob O'Donnell Show is brought to you by Road Scholar Transport. You have unique shipping needs, and Road Scholar has unique shipping solutions. Drive van, temperature controlled, and high security are just a few. Visit roadscholar.com. Well, it's time for Do I Have a Case with Frank Andrews. We'll be right back with the show in just a few minutes. Good afternoon, everybody. Thank you very much, Rob. And our question, of course, is do I have a case? And we have questions from all over northeastern and central Pennsylvania on a variety of subjects. And I want to point this out, and we'll give you the information later. If you want to find out the special areas of practice for our attorney, Keith Figure, you can go to his website. And in just a couple of minutes, we'll give you the information on how you can find that information here on WILK News Radio. Keith, how are you today? I'm good, Frank. How are you? Hello, Rob. <laughs> Everybody's good here, and we have lots of questions. This one is interesting. The first one. This may seem like a silly question, attorney figured, but every week you talk about the need to get an attorney that specializes in certain areas. My question is, how do you know if someone is a good lawyer? What are some factors that I should consider? Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> A report card. Right. So obviously determining whether someone is a good lawyer can be subjective to some extent, um, but there are certain qualities and indicators that can help you assess their competence and effectiveness. Um, here are some things uh, that I would recommend to keep in mind. Uh, first is expertise and specialization. Look for an attorney who has expertise and experience in the specific area of law relevant to your case. Attorneys specialize in various fields such as criminal law, family law, corporate law, immigration law. Um, hiring a lawyer with relevant experience will ensure that they have the necessary knowledge and skill to handle your case effectively. Consider the attorney's overall experience, including the number of years they have been practicing law. An attorney with substantial amount of experience is likely to have encountered a wide range of legal issues and developed effective strategies. Now, the second is track record. Research the lawyer's success rate in previous cases. Find out if they have a history of achieving favorable outcomes for their clients. Um, three is communication and availability. Effective communication is crucial when working with an attorney. A good lawyer should possess strong communication skills. They should be able to listen attentively, articulate complex legal concepts clearly, and provide sound advice in a way that you can understand. Ensure that the attorney is responsive to your inquiries and keeps you updated on the progress of your case. It is also important to consider their availability and whether they have sufficient time and resources to devote uh, to devote to your matter. Uh, next is fee and billing structure. Discuss the attorney's fees and billing structure up front. Some attorneys charge an hourly rate while others may work on a contingency basis or offer flat fees for certain services. Make sure you understand the fee structure and any additional costs or expenses that may arise during your case. A good lawyer will be transparent about their fees, billing practices, and any potential additional costs involved in your case. Compatibility and trust. Trust and compatibility are vital when working with an attorney. You should feel comfortable discussing sensitive confidential matters with them. Schedule an initial consultation to assess whether you feel comfortable working with the attorney and if you believe they have your best interest in mind. 
Um, analytical and problem-solving skills. Lawyers need to possess strong analytical skills to assess legal situations, identify potential issues, and develop effective strategies to resolve them. Uh, legal research abilities. A good lawyer should be proficient in conducting thorough legal research to stay up to date with relevant laws, regulations, and precedents that could impact your case. Um, lastly, negotiation and advocacy skills. Lawyers are often needed to negotiate on behalf of their clients or prevent arguments in court. They should be persuasive, assertive, and adept at advocating for your position. Remember, it is crucial to have an initial consultation with a potential lawyer to discuss your case. Assess their suitability, engage your comfort level in working with them. Trust your instincts and choose a lawyer who instills confidence and provides you with a sense of trust and reliability. Well, I want to say this just for a second here. Folks, if you need a lawyer, uh, you can't go any better than attorney Keith figured. We have we have been working with him for a long time here, and I can personally endorse him. He is a, a decent, honorable guy who he's down to earth. If you have a question, he's going to give you the answer that you need, or he will actually steer you to where you will get the answer. So, you know, I don't mean to polish his halo, but I also <laughs> do because he is just a good, decent guy that can give you the answers that you need. And I'm sorry to give you a swelled head there, Keith, but I mean that. No. With, I mean that with all sincerity. You are just a really good guy, and I appreciate you. Yeah, and I appreciate that, Frank. I really do. Okay, now here's the next question. And again, this is one that comes in every once in a while. So the question represents quite a few listeners. Any suggestions on how to get a cemetery to honor perpetual care for gravestones in Pennsylvania? We have a grave site, and the grass is never cut, and the weeds are everywhere. It is a real mess. Okay, so let's start with what does perpetual care actually mean on a grave? So perpetual care funds are monies placed in trust by cemeteries to generate income to cover cemetery maintenance in perpetuity. Many states require that cemeteries establish a uh, perpetual care or endowment care trust. This requirement was established in response to situations where cemeteries fell into disrepair or were abandoned with no funds left for maintenance and upkeep. When a perpetual care trust, a third-party trustee is responsible for oversight of the trust and its investments. The trustee hires an accounting firm to audit the trust and provides the necessary reports and tax filings to maintain its good standings. Um, so. Uh, the answer is yes. The requirement of a perpetual care is mandatory by law in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. The Pennsylvania Cemetery and Funeral Act, originally enacted in 1971 and subsequently amended, governs the operations and maintenance of cemeteries in the state. Under this act, cemeteries are required to establish a perpetual care fund and allocate a portion of the funds received from lot sales for the, perpetu for the perpetual care and maintenance of the cemetery grounds. Um, if you are facing issues with the maintenance of a grave site in a cemetery in Pennsylvania, there are several steps you can take to address the situation and ensure the perpetual care is honored. Um, so here are some of the, uh, or some of the uh, suggestions um, that I would recommend. Uh, first is review cemetery regulations. Begin by reviewing the cemetery's regulations and guidelines regarding perpetual care. These may be available on their website or through their cemetery office. Familiar yourself with the specific provisions for maintenance and perpetual care obligations. Contact the cemetery office. Reach out to the cemetery office directly to express your concerns about the lack of maintenance. Provide them with specific details about the condition of the grave site and any evidence that you may have, such as photographs. Request that they take immediate action to rectify the situation. Of course, you want to document the issue. Take clear and dated photographs of the grave site, highlighting the lack of maintenance and the presence of overgrown grass and weeds. This documentation 
this documentation can serve as evidence to support your claim for proper perpetual care. Communicate in writing. As I always say, if it's not in writing, it doesn't exist. Follow up with your initial contact with a formal written complaint to the cemetery management. Clearly explain the issue, including the specific pro the specific provisions in the cemetery's regulations that pertain to perpetual care. Attach the photographs you have taken to strengthen your case. Request a written response within a reasonable time frame. And then, uh, of course, you can seek legal advice if that doesn't work. If the cemetery management fails to address the issue or does not fulfill their obligations for perpetual care as outlined in their regulations, you may want to consult with an attorney who specializes in cemetery laws or consumer protection. They pro could provide guidance on the legal options available to you. You can also report them to regular, uh, regulatory authorities. Uh, I believe that in Pennsylvania Department of State Bureau of Professional and Occupational Affairs oversees the State Board of Funeral Directors, which may be able to provide guidance or investigate complaints related to cemetery maintenance. And then, of course, you can always contact local media or community organizations. It is important to note that while perpetual care is mandated, the specific requirements and regulations may vary depending on the type of cemetery and specific provisions outlined in the cemetery's governing documents. It is advisable, as I had indicated, to consult with the Pennsylvania Cemetery and Funeral Act or seek legal advice for precise, up-to-date information on the requirements for perpetual care in the Commonwealth of PA. Well, I hope we answered lots of folks' questions on that. Now, Keith, how do people get in touch with you if they have other questions or need information? They can contact me directly at 570-954-9299. I can receive emails at keith at figuredlaw.com and uh, there's more information that's available on my website at figuredlaw.com. And on your website, you mentioned what are called heart and lung claims. And next week, we have a question about that. So that's coming up here on Do I Have a Case? Keith, have a good weekend. You as well, Frank. And thank you, Rob. Look forward to next week. All right. Now, folks, if you have a question, just email me with that question, frankandrews at wilknewsradio.com. Again, no space, one big giant word, frankandrews at wilknewsradio.com. And let's get back to Rob. Thank you, Frank and Keith. I appreciate the information there. It's almost 520 here. Let me go to the phone. We have uh, Sarah from Scranton. Thanks for holding, Sarah. I wanted to get your call in. Oh, thanks, Rob. I hope I don't cut myself off this time. No Rob, I've been hearing a lot of discussion lately about the coming digital economy, meaning that American dollars and coins would be banned, let's say, and we'd be all using a digital currency. Do you have an opinion on that? What's going to happen in the future? I, I don't see that happening. Uh, you know, there's already digital currency now. It's kind of fluctuated so much, and it's it's kind of on a downturn. I, I don't see that being mainstream. You know, uh, a lot of our our day to day banking use it Venmo, via PayPal, via you know our our we could scan checks now over our phones. You know, it's all done digitally now, so it's kind of intertwined. But as far as doing away with it and switching over altogether, I, I don't see that any time in the near future. Oh, that would be lovely. Can you comment on what happened when the truck drivers in Canada uh, all of a sudden ceased their pressuring the capital? Well, My uh, understanding is that, um, gosh, many accounts were simply closed and the truckers had no money, so the rebellion or the... Uh, protest just quit yeah the being it's canada and they don't have the same freedoms as we do here in america they they strong-armed them and and kind of got uh bullied them around 
to to yeah. and, and they 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 were seizing bank accounts. They were doing a lot of things that you can't do. Well, I shouldn't say can't do. Haven't done in America yet. Um, but you know, we have a thing called the Constitution that hopefully prevents a lot of that. <laughs> I would hope so. Okay, so you see no immediate uh, danger of, of our having our accounts cut off just because we don't agree with the government. No, no, I, I, I don't at this point. Oh, that would be swell. Okay, Ron, thank you so much. Sorry, you have a good weekend. Thank you. It's uh, 522 here at WILK. Time for traffic and weather. Hey, thanks, Rob. This traffic update is brought to you by Data Internet. It's just frustrating out there between the Benton Scott exit and the Avoca exit on 81. You're going to have various areas of slowing in both directions. Other than that, there are no reports of any accidents. So that's good news and no major, major delays because of it. So now you ruined it. I opened my mouth, nah, didn't I? It. Oh, that happens every time, too. Don't. I'm not looking at the map for the rest of the night, okay? And that way we'll pretend that it's good. If we don't see that it's bad, if we don't see it with our own two eyes that it's bad, then it must not be bad. Now that you said that, we're going to have one out front. I'm going to again. again, right? <laughs> this traffic update is brought to you by Ben Data Internet. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line, 570-883-7269. Nikki Stone, W-I-L-K traffic. I forgot where she was. <laughs> I want to go home. It's Friday. Lisa was listening yesterday, and she asked about your award, and she said to say congratulations well, from her. Tell Lisa I said thank you. Your wife is such a – somebody was asking me about your wife. can't remember who it was at the moment. Like we were out somewhere and they were asking. I'm like, she is just a, a very nice woman. you know. <laughs> and I said quieter than Rob, though. Quieter than Rob. Opposites uh, work out together. <laughs> <laughs> like that. If, if we're both loud, it's, it, it really it gets us. It will work out well. <laughs> yeah. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from Chief Meteorologist Kurt Aaron. Tonight, spotty showers, low 57. Saturday, scattered showers and breezy, high 63. Sunday, mostly cloudy and breezy with spotty showers, high 53. Monday, partly sunny, breezy and cooler, high 54. It uh, says the rain's coming. It's currently 70, 72 degrees. It says clouds and sun here now at 524, your official weather station, WILK. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It is 538 here at the station, 72 degrees and mostly cloudy. You can call or text the show at 570-883-0098. Let's go to the phones. We have uh, Tony from Pittston on the chaos in New York City. Tony, how are you? Hey, what's going on, Rob? What's happening? I got a simple question for you, and then I'll talk. I, I did call about the social justice warrior that got murdered, but... um. Right now, now, obviously, you were a police officer for many years in New York City. As of right now, on a scale of 1 to 10, where would you put New York City in right now? 1 being heaven, 10 being hell. Um, somewhere between 6 and 7, probably. That, that, that's amazing in 2023 that that's where the, the greatest city in the world is at. Yeah, we were probably, when I first got on the job, late 80s, early 90s, we were probably in the uh, high 7s to low 9 area. And then who got elected mayor and fixed it? Well, it just wasn't the mayor, but Giuliani became right. the mayor. He brought in yep. uh, Bill Bratton, and then you had you know, Bernie Carrick yep. take over from there, and actually Howard Safer before that, and then Bernie Carrick. 
um, that where the police were allowed to do what they what they needed to do, and it cleaned mm-hmm. up New York City to the point where I would bring it down to between a two and three. Sometimes it was even at its top; it would probably be high ones to a, a mid two. But I would say between two and three, to be honest with it, you know, throughout the city. And, so, uh, you know, it's slowly, under the de Blasio administration, it's slowly crept up and crept mm-hmm. up and crept up to where now you, you're looking at, you know, like I said. So this, this social justice warrior was just murdered by the person that he's trying to help. And GoFundMe, that I guess they've raised $70,000, if I have the story correct, so that his friends... So his girlfriend and friends can mourn without working. That's literally what it says. Uh, It's unbelievable, is it not? Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. How did we turn this around? Uh, You get leadership in there, which is is, it's so far embedded. It's it's not it's just not going to take a mayor because not only have they taken over the, the, the administration, the mayor's office, they've taken over the city council. They've taken over the DA's office. So there's multiple layers. This isn't an easy fix anymore in New York City. I no. mean, there's multiple layers you're going to have to get through. You're going to need a clean sweep. You're going to have to elect a mayor that actually wants to do the job. He's going to be for, even if you get a he or she mayor that can do that. You're going to be they're going to be fought by the city council tooth and nail. And you have a DA's office, which will undermine them as any chance they get. And you know, it's, I have it's, a person that can fix it. I have the person that can fix it, Rob. Let's make Hillary mayor of New York. <laughs> <laughs> she could deprogram everybody. Isn't isn't that isn't that isn't isn't that the pot column kettle black? She can can deprogram everybody. She is so confused, and she's filled with so much hatred. It's it's horrifying that she's so she's this messed up. Yeah, you know what? Sooner or later, the earth will be done with some people like Hillary, Joe Biden, Uh, you know, even a Donald Trump or stuff like that. I mean, their times they're they're in the the late stages of their lives. Not that I wish any harm on them, but they're in the late stage of our lives where most of us have some more time here to hopefully look at better horizons when we get here. Tony, I appreciate you call. Later, my friend. Great weekend. Great weekend. I just hope we don't go before they do. You never know. Not that I'm again. Again, I don't wish bad on anybody either, but you're like this. You can look at, uh, I see everything through rose-colored glasses and see the good in everything, or you can see the reality of it all. Well, I'm thinking is heaven would better have a bar. So there you go. It's 5.42 here at WILK. Time for traffic and weather. This traffic update is brought to you by Pentella Data Internet. We have areas of slowing, some more frustrating than others, on 81, both directions between the Scott um, Benton exit and Avoca. No pro- no reports of any accidents, Rob, still. So that is looking good. And no major backups anywhere. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line, 570-883-7269. Nikki Stone, WILK Traffic. Thank you, Nikki. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from Chief Meteorologist Kurt Aaron. Tonight, spotty showers, low 57. Saturday, scattered showers and breezy, high 63. Sunday, mostly cloudy and breezy with spotty showers, high 53. Monday, partly sunny, breezy, and cooler, high 54. It's currently 72 degrees and mostly cloudy at 543 at your official weather station, WILK. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It is uh, 547 here at the station, 71 degrees and mostly cloudy. Well, we talked about that bill yesterday that I said they were kind of inching on the table to get voter ID 
um, passed here in Pennsylvania? Well, it was struck down by a vote of 177 to 26. In total, all 101 Republicans and 76 Democrats, including the House Speaker, Joanna McClinton, of Philadelphia, disapproved of the bill. The heart of the controversy lied in last-minute amendment added late Wednesday night that included popular and divisive election process updates, such as a three-day pre-canvassing, universal voter ID, ballot curing, and permanent mail-in voting lists. Critics described the move as a midnight malarkey, as they said sweeping changes uh, just one month before our general election put the county election offices in uh, impossible positions. You know, once you start adding all these other things to the bill, why couldn't they just, you know, one individual thing at a time? But why would they do that and confuse it so they don't have to do anything? So nothing changes. That's pretty much the status quo for uh, for that there. So that's an update on that bill. They still say moving the presidential primary is still possible because they're looking to put that maybe in a single bill. So it's going to be interesting to see if that happens. But as far as the voter ID, as of right now, that's dead. There are still some bills with it embedded in there. But like I said, they're these multi-topic bills that kind of encompass a whole bunch of what they called midnight malarkey. Wonder who came up with that because it's kind of a Joe Biden slogan. So we'll see. But that's the update on that. So when I said, you know, it was on the edge of the table teetering and they were trying to push it on the table a little bit more. Well, it fell off the table altogether. And uh, overwhelmingly, 177-26, and it was uh, Senate Bill 224. So uh, that's where that stands. There was also some other things I wanted to get to. Um, There's a bill that relaxes licensing rules for veteran first responders. It's uh, House Bill 404 introduced by Representative Dane Watro, Republican of Hazleton, would expand the Commonwealth's policy using military experience to fulfill licensing and certification rules for EMTs. The bill would exempt those serving from continuing education or in-service training requirements. So every every couple of years, I I forget, I'm I'm an EMT too. I I just don't have my uh, my, uh, certification with me. Uh, Say four years. Every four years, you have to do so many continuing education credits or trainings or such to maintain your EMT, plus as far as CPR and first aid and those certifications, to maintain your EMT certification. What this is saying is if, if you're active duty military who is constantly getting training, um, that will now be good enough if this bill passes, House Bill 404, to suffice for that continuing education credit, which is a great, it's a great thing. They should be doing this. Um, actually, we should do things like this uh, on many levels. But it's House Bill 404. If uh, Representative Dane Watro is listening, Republican of Hazleton, I appreciate you looking out for our active duty military or our military. Even our reserves would qualify for this, that they're, the bill would exempt those serving from continuing education requirements for this. Uh, having seen and done the training, the continuing education training, this more than qualifies for uh, an exemption for that. So that's something I want to touch base on, put out there to the public to let you guys know what's going on. Hopefully it gets the uh, 
the attention it needs down in Harrisburg. Uh, it says the bill passed the House unanimously in June and has had two considerations in the Senate and awaits a final vote. So hopefully the Senate does the right thing and passes this bill. It says EMS services across Pennsylvania have struggled to maintain their current workers and recruit new ones and remain financially stable. Ambulance, ambul ambulance, serve, ambulance services often run at a loss, which each trip costing more than the reimbursement. So they've also moved, the General Assembly has moved to increase reimbursement rates for these ambulances services. So good things going on there as far as retaining certifications for EMS for our active duty military. So I appreciate that. Um, oh, AOC in New York. She's actually turned on Biden saying that uh, he's let them down. There's, uh, she says she does not agree putting up a wall that no way in no way works. I wonder if she has a door on her apartment. It's interesting how they felt so safe when they put the fences around the Capitol building. But she says the walls don't work, which the experts down at the border actually say the total opposite. And in conjunction with actual enforcement and surveillance and everything like that, they do actually work pretty well. But she went on a whole... Uh, Instagram video thing. She's home now, so she's, you know, got her makeup on, laying on her couch, doing these live Instagram, you know, stories where she does these, you know, quick couple of second, 15, 20 second things out there where, you know, the ask me anything or such like that. And she was asked, uh, okay, but if that's the case, then why aren't the migrants, why aren't they migrating to, uh, she's, she's blaming our policies in, in regards to Venezuela for the migration from Venezuela here. Not the socialism, not the outer, utter abuse, not the fact that they're eating domestic animals, not the fact that they don't have any jobs and their money's devalued to the point where it's worthless. It's our fault for, for what's going on in Venezuela. But somebody asked, okay, but if that's the case, why aren't they migrating to other countries? Why America? Because it's too easy to get in illegally? Question mark. And she answered, they're going to other countries and other countries have received more than the U.S. Colombia alone has received 2 to 3 million Venezuelan migrants compared to the U.S.'s 500,000. Then she goes in Chile and others have received migrants too. Those coming to the U.S. have been displaced from their countries and are in search for a better life, just like many others. Many migrants, women and children, are also trafficked and horrifically abused. Yeah, because of the policies that you're allowing and the open border that you're allowing that's having them trafficked to begin with. And also, we've seen the videos are coming in. It's really not a lot of mothers and children. It's mostly military-age men who are coming in, single men who are streaming in, as we've seen. But I, I looked up that. I wanted to see if that 2 to 3 million was, was uh, legitimate. And it is true. More than 2.5 million Venezuelans, Venezuelans have settled in Colombia. But as per the Wall Street Journal, it says Venezuelan migrants set sights on the U.S. after finding hardships in Colombia. So here's the real story. Again, she's cherry-picking her facts like a lot of those on that side of the aisle often do. Of course they're going into Colombia. Of course they're going into to, uh, these other countries, Chile and these other countries. They're on their way here. So they're going to cross through a lot of countries. Like look at, look at the amount that Mexico's taken of all the South American and Central American. Because that's the fastest way here. And the Wall Street Journal 
kind of gets into that, saying that Colombia is cracking down on them and they're looking to get out of there as fast as they can. So, yes, of course, Colombia, which is on the way to America from Venezuela, they're not taking planes here. They're not they're not leaving from the Caracas airport to get to downtown uh, Texas. They're making their way up and paying the people there because they know the borders open. They know it's a tolerant policy. And it's interesting that now Joe Biden, the Biden administration, are saying, well, we have to build this wall. We have to. For, for something that was passed in 2019, you have to now? Well, why didn't you four years ago? Why didn't you three years ago? Why didn't you two years ago? Why do you wait till there's millions of illegal migrants here in America, 220,000 just last month alone, and now all of a sudden say, oh, my God, you know, we have to build this now because the law says so. And that's what they were putting up. But the law didn't say that you had to cancel 26 environmental laws to build the wall. And, again, she called that out to AOC. So you got to give her credit for calling out the president. But they don't care. It's not their money. You know what? If you based illegal migration on the reduction in Congress's salary, I guarantee you they'd care then. I guarantee you they'd care. But they don't because it's the tax dollars. It's the unlimited money tree. And by the time they don't want to be responsible for that anymore or held accountable, they retire, they get a lobbying job, lobbying job, and they're millionaires. We have to stop making members of Congress millionaires right off the bat. It's not supposed to happen that way. It's 5.56 here at WILK. We'll be back to close out the Rob O'Donnell Show in just a minute. Well, that's it for the Rob O'Donnell Show right now. I'm looking at the live, the city of brotherly love. The Phillies fan buys $4,500 worth of beer for the entire section. I guess if you got it, might as well spread it around. Well, that's it for the Rob O'Donnell Show today. You guys be safe this weekend. Have a good time. Enjoy your time uh, with your family and friends, hopefully. God bless. Be safe. And we'll do this again on Monday. See you then. WILK FM HD 1 of O. WILK AM Wilkes-Barre. WAF AM Scranton. WODS AM.